seconds will kick off. And the Arizona Coyotes are going to win their first game of the season. Outshot 28 to 19 on the night. Well, I don't think it's one of those games you could say a hot goalie beat you because the Leafs really didn't test the Arizona netminder until late in the third period. 4-2, Arizona wins over the Leafs. Welcome to Leafs game night live from Scotiabank Arena. Jim Taddy, Frankie C with you, and Jimmy Ralph with you. And so, you know, we're going to talk about the game, obviously. There's lots to deal with here, but it's the call, the reviewable call, a, a missed stoppage and a little confusion here, Ralphie. Yeah, Frankie and I were talking about it, and Frankie was wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I gave him the old guy. Guy, save it for the show, all right? Yeah, so, so I wanted to tell him that. So the, uh, the, yeah, well, yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, the penalty late. We're going to talk about the giveaway and the penalty killed by Justin Hall. Uh, and that's great. If you want to say the game was decided in the last five minutes, no. I'm going to say it was decided in the first 55. You're but, fooling but, yourself if you think that decided the game. Yeah, it's... Um, and it's, you know, kind of the, the same old thing. I mean, you're 2-2 two and two on the season. You lose to the Montreal Canadiens and Arizona Coyotes, which was, you know, very similar to the theme last year. And we're starting to see what was very similar to the, the theme the last couple of years uh, when you've had full seasons where the Leafs just seem to be spinning their wheels to get out of the, uh, the box. It cost Mike Babcock his job. Uh, re you'll remember last year it was a comeback win in Chicago that eventually turned things around for the Leafs when it looked pretty dire. So um, kind of the same script. And when you get, you know, four out of five games on home ice to start the season, unfortunately you're in a position where you're going to make the most of it. Okay, before we get into the penalties and the, the hand pass situation, they lose this game. They did not play well. For you, Ralphie, how much of four games in six nights should factor into this? Because I'll tell you, for me, it shouldn't. You didn't travel no. much. You were at home. You had a day off in between. Um, you're a much better team. than like That should be such a non-factor no. when it comes to talking about this game. I tell you, if you're using that as an excuse, I think you've got bigger problems. Yeah. You know, well, but, you've uh, set a low bar. If, if, yeah. if that's your, your bar for losing to the Arizona Coyotes on home ice and in the middle of a homestand, I mean, that's, yeah. that's a low bar. Arizona's been gone for, what, five or six days? Uh, look at their <laughs> schedule coming up. Um, Oh, they're they're you know, on a they're, ridiculous. Yeah, they're, on, they're, 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 they're doing four four games at home, twenty away to start the season, and they're going to be on a fourteen game road trip. I don't know if like this is the fourteen game road trip. No, this, no, is, no, this, is, the, the this is six stand. six on road, yeah. four home, uh, fourteen on the road. Before we get to sidetrack, where are they playing their home games if the stadium is not ready yet? Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gonna, now I gotta Google that while you guys <laughs> <Yeah>. talk for a minute. No, like well, no, you said it right, question. which is good. <laughs> They're playing at like the Scottsdale Community Center. I I don't know where they would be playing. <laughs> They're playing at the Y. <laughs> oh boy, uh, you know I, I I guess you know what you're left with. You you, you have these little sort of uh, lines in the sand, and so four games in, you'd you'd say that the two wins were eerily similar, and so were the two losses. But that's not where you wanted the team to be, even no. after four games. No, and and. You know, where I, where I think depth is so important is say you go up against a team like Tampa and you get into game seven of the playoffs and who comes through? You know, the, the, the top guys are about even, but it's Nick Paul. Yeah. There's your depth guy that comes through. In a game like this, and with all due respect, and I, I do mean that to the sure. Arizona Coyotes, this is a game where the elite for the Leafs should have just run away with it. Yeah. And, and this is, it, it's not just trying to put 
you know, the pressure on, on three or four guys. But this is the kind of game, you know, you would see, say, Connor McDavid uh, get six or seven points. Yep. You know, and, and just blow the other team out. Get on them early. And, and they were just um, a decent start, but they weren't getting shots through. Vamalco really wasn't a factor in the first 40 minutes. No. Uh, then the crowd started to get a little bit antsy. Uh, guys start to look nervous in their own end because you realize, oh, no. The whole bench looks yeah. nervous. It's, it's like, here here we go again. Yeah. Uh, you know, even, uh, you know, Shulgren gets into a position where, um, look, get in there, kid. Uh, you're not going to be credit for winning this game. But don't lose it, and and you don't get any goal support at the other end. So I thought it, they let him down tonight. I, yeah, I thought no, he no, played I, a good game. I thought he made some saves when he had to. Look, he only faced 19 shots, but the the ones that go in, the Richie high tip, that's a tough one. Yep. I mean, they're they're just they're giving up. You know, the one timer to Gostaspier, he has no chance on that. Yeah, and and you know what, the bottom line is, you've got four games now. If, let's forget the empty netters for a second. Four games that are essentially one goal games. This is really. They deserve to be two and two. And you could take, you know, the Washington game and flip it into a loss or say you should have got something out of Montreal or you should have got something tonight if the calls go the other way. But I think the way they've played in the first four games, two and two is, is probably accurate. fair. Yeah, that's you know, accurate. there's uh, and I know, uh, you know, Sheldon keeps saying after they won, you know, after they beat Ottawa Saturday night, he said all the games have pretty much gone the same way where yeah. it's one moment or one break. Uh, for one team, and that turns out to be the winner. So after it, after four games, like when, when I sit back and I, I look at the four games, it just feels average for yes. me. Like it, especially with the expectations on this team and and the the players and what they're capable, it, it feels average. And tonight was so like non-competitive. They lost so many puck battles, and you saw in 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 a five to ten minute span in the third period how. If they were able to just win a few puck battles and kind of get on top of this Arizona Coyotes team. The amount of chances they would have got over the course of 60 minutes if they played that way. Oh, I know. You know what I mean? Like, they, and, and then, Arizona and then was you, crumbling. Then you control the game the rest of the way. Yeah. All of a sudden, you get a little complacent, and it was as if instead of, of taking the bull by the horns and going out and, and making something happen and dominating the game, they became reactive. Well, I can explain it this way to you, right? So if they came out in the first 10 minutes and they scored a couple goals and they buried this team they could have won the game in the first 10 minutes and put it in cruise control very similar yep. to some horrible advice i got early in my career from a veteran player he said hey buddy you work really really hard early on you're a hockey nerd you establish yourself you sign that ticket you put it right in cruise control that's what he said to me who and said that i can't tell you <laughs> Someone who signed a nice ticket and put it right in cruise oh, control. Okay. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So it worked so, for him. So it wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't you. Yeah. Should have got a hold of you sooner. No, but, no, but in, all, in all seriousness, like that's what this game should have been for the Leafs tonight. It should yeah. have been come out in the yeah. first 10, 15 minutes, first period, absolutely blow the doors off the Arizona Coyotes, and then throw it in cru yeah. cruise control. And have five guys above the puck, have five guys back, and just get it in, chip and chase, play simple hockey. Like, it doesn't need to be cute every single night. But, but again, where it, where it gets to the point where it's too repetitive, they lose both games to Arizona last year. They couldn't win in Montreal last year. Uh, Montreal and Arizona, the, the, the 31 and 32 seeds in a 32-team league, and those are the two teams you've lost to this year. Yeah. You know, and uh, and I think that's you know where you get frustrated and and it just seems to be predictable. Yeah. Almost to the point where you come into a game like this and you're going I I think they're in trouble. It's like when the when they play Buffalo, 
you think, man, I'm, they could be in trouble well, tonight. We, we think that too. Like I, I don't. I, I've been in that dressing room. Like guys in the dressing room shouldn't be thinking that. I never thought that coming into a game because we we're playing a, a a brutal team. I I don't know. I never I never thought that as a player. But it's funny as fans we think it and then we see it on the ice. I don't understand how that correlates or how that happens because. Yeah. Like you just you kind of go in the parking garage, you go do your thing, you go you don't see anyone. Like I, I guess you know you watch TV, but you don't need to listen to talk radio. You don't need to watch you know what's out there. You don't need to check Twitter. But I, I just don't understand how the how the, the mentality seeps in. The narratives yeah. surrounding the team and playing you know lesser opponents seeps into the play on the ice. I don't understand how that happens. And yet it does. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I would just uh, remove the Montreal and Arizona uh, situation and just the, the obligatory question you have to ask is, after what you've been through, how is it possible that you're not going to win one-on-one battles on, on, uh, in a game like this? I mean, it doesn't matter who you're playing. That has to be the, the, the marching order or the drill is win the one-on-one battles and, and the rest takes care of itself. But they didn't do that here. No, and it was um – uh, and, and I've brought this up before. It was um, it was Ron Wilson's quote, uh, but I thought it was true, so true. He said, we can't control whether we win or lose, only how well we play, which means some nights you're going to get the bounces, some sure. nights you're not. Yep. And this is one of those games that if you if you play the first 55 minutes like the last five, you win it. Oh, easily. Because the law of averages are going to say you're going to get the rebound goal like, like Willie Nylander scored. Uh, you're going to get those opportunities. And uh, you say, well, it's great. They had the late push. They had the late post. And like you said, forget it's Arizona, Montreal. It's too little, Montreal. too late. Who, yeah. like, yeah. Give me a break with the late push. Yeah. Like You had you had 55 minutes. You had 50 minutes to, to show that you wanted to win the game. I mean, at that point. And, and the crazy thing is we were going into the third period. It's 2 nothing, and, and we said the Leafs need to put together 10 good minutes, and they could win this game. And they probably would have if it wasn't for a really dumb penalty by Kelly Yarncroft. Like, it's an unnecessary penalty. Your yep. team battled pretty hard to get back into in it. The offen- your- in the offensive zone. Yeah, offensive so, zone yeah. penalty. Like, I just don't understand why you need to f- shoot the guy's stick away. Like, it's such a nothing play. It's such yeah. an unnecessary necessary play. Yeah. I, I don't understand you're, you're that You're saying, what, what is the risk re- reward there? It's Yeah, <laughs> no, nothing. Okay, so it's a rally killer, really. Yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, so the, and he took another penalty earlier in the night, too, that cost them. Yeah, they were, um, you know, and, and then you've got two opportunities to clear on that penalty kill yeah. and weren't able to do it. And then, you know, the Justin Hall one was tough. It looked like he sort of fanned on it as he was trying to elevate it to get it out. I, I, yeah, I, I know he's going to take a lot of heat for that one. And, yeah. you know, he, he didn't have a great night tonight. But on that, that's a sneaky hard play when the puck is sitting like that. I, it's just a it's a hard one. But, I yeah, there you can't make excuses. He has to get the puck out there. Yeah. Um, it's just that, that one's a little, it's a little harder than it I, looks. I always look at it a lot of times um, – same thing with a goaltender. When you say you're trying to judge whether it was a good goal or a bad goal, you say, okay, if he stops it, is it a great save? Okay, and and I, I'd say the redirection by by uh, Richie that opened the scoring. If Shelgren stops it, that's a spectacular uh, save. Oh yeah, Definitely. Okay, so you say, okay, so it's not a bad goal. Yeah. Uh, if a guy scores five hole along the ice from the high slot, you say if he stops it, is a great save? You go, no. Looks pretty so, routine. Yeah. So it's a bad goal. So I guess. Um, going back to the Justin Hall play, you're thinking, okay, if he flips it down the ice and ices it, is it a, is it a great play? It's, it's, go, it's pretty routine. Yeah. It's so just, that's yeah. that's where uh, you know you try to be fair in, in judging certain plays and say, okay, if if it goes the other way, how do you view it, or, or do you even recall it when the game's over if yeah. it was executed properly? 
I, I guess the, the question that comes out of all this is um, if you're going to have uh, the words that were said after the Montreal loss, game one, and the meeting that followed the next day, how do you follow this up? Well, what was the word? The word of the day was unacceptable. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, that's what Sheldon Keefe used, and, and I think it's, it's fair to say, and no matter what happens uh, with Dallas on Thursday, uh, I know what the narrative is going to be. It's going to be good to get it on the road and get the guys together. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can, uh, well, what time do you want that quote? After the game, <laughs> but regardless of what happens, it's going to be it's going to be good. Yeah. The guys get out oh, for dinner; they yeah, get that, to hang that out a little bit. That might be the first quote right yes. there. Yeah, and, and let's hope it's not when they're uh, they're off to a two and three start. I, I would imagine, like coming out of this game, if you're the coaching staff and you're trying to figure out what's your messaging going to be and how you're going to plan, you know, your week and, and how you want to build from this game, it's not going to be a, a a flush it. Like it's not going to be a flush it. There are there are lessons that need to be learned from this game. But I don't think it's going to be an X's and O's video kind of meeting. I, I think this is one of those ones where you're in the video room or the meeting room or whatever, and coach kind of just stands in front of you and says, he might just show you battles. He might just show you every battle you lost tonight. And it sucks to watch it as a player. Because you're watching someone else essentially take your lunch money out there in what you're paid to do. And I think that's how I would approach it to try and get the message across. Just There's no hiding from it in video. And it was really evident tonight, like the, the, the battles that were lost were like just so soft and, and, and not competitive. Yeah, and, and bottom line is if the work ethic is equal, that's where the talent should be the difference in the game. Yeah. Easily. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and the only way you're not going to win a game like this is if you're outworked. And, 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 but I really think it comes down to, you know, the first period. I thought they were pretty good in the first five or six minutes. They had some jump. Oh, they had oh, some, Arizona but, didn't touch yeah. the puck. Yeah, until uh, the power play. Yeah. They got a power yeah. play yeah, for exactly. it. Well, it started and on that scrum. Yeah, so so you say, so you started half decent, and then you let Arizona hang around. Oh. And this is what I think you, you, you see. The Leafs, the Leafs will have trouble in this building. The longer you let a, a team that is considered, you know, a, a non-playoff team come in, the longer you let them hang around, they think, you know what? We can well, actually win yeah. this game. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, well, you we could, we you thought could. we might get – well, no, we, we feel pretty good about this. Yeah. And now, I mean, the uh, you know Arizona's record in this building is, uh, is <laughs> it's ridiculous. Cra- it's a yeah. crazy stat. I like think only uh, St. Louis – I think San Jose is another team that's got a pretty good record here. It might be the opposite. But, yeah, yeah, but I've, St. Lost, but I've St. lost to San yeah. Jose in here. That yeah, was but, fun. But St. Louis uh, – <laughs> yeah, St. <laughs> Play the Leafs of only, of only what was the post game like on that night? I don't know. Probably, oh, Corrado got in. Probably <laughs> take him out again. Well, but at least uh, it's going to be good to get back out on the road. I think that was, I think that was one of those nights where O left the uh, the broadcast booth. Yeah, probably. Get fed up with it. I can't watch this anymore. Yeah. Do the out-of-town scoreboard, Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you, what you described there, Ralph, is you could see that, that build for Arizona. Oh, yeah. It's like they're looking around and going, hey, we can get away with this. Here's yeah. an interesting one. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the ice times right now. Zach Gaston Reese, six minutes. Uh, Obey Kubel, six minutes. And Camp played 10 because he, he kills and he, kill, was, yeah. he was playing up a little bit. In a game like that, where guys are not winning battles and it's not competitive, like, we saw how. They had good shifts in the third period. Yeah, and, and we saw how Arizona kind of crashed the crease and causes a little bit of a melee and, and they get something out of it, change the momentum of the game. Why not lean on those guys a little more in a game like this? Is, it, is that just because you want to go pure offense or, or well I'm, i mean i think especially once they got down yeah. um i also think it, 
you do something like that as a bit of a challenge to your top guys, saying, look, okay, this this is the game that you guys should be able to get us I back. And, and yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. This hasn't worked for 40 minutes. Right. So why are you why are you going back to the well? But um, I think that's, like, it, I, I thought they were playing pretty physical. I thought they competed a little bit. But, I mean, if you're if you're trying to send a message to your guys higher in the lineup, you're right. Why don't you throw these guys out there a little more? You, your, yeah. your top guys can well, watch fourth liners go out there and say, yeah, when you want to play competitive, you can go join them out there. But but then again, you're still hoping because they, they do chop it up a little bit. They don't get a lot of, of quality scoring chances. So you're saying you want get the momentum for the big guys to come out and, and yes. take advantage well, of that. Of course. And it was, and like I said, I, I just think it's, um, you know, it's it's game four. So you, you don't want to overreact to it. But no. Um, like I said, th- this is a game where, to me, the superstar players yeah. are the ones that should just control this game start to finish. And to, uh, to every- things, everybody else plays equal. And, and to put things in perspective, like Pittsburgh, who's been a scoring dynamo all year, lost to Montreal tonight. So and, and overtime? Was it, I yeah, don't know. I, I believe it was overtime. So yeah. it was overtime. But, you know, like, so Pittsburgh's a pretty dominant team. They lost to Montreal's. Yeah. It's going to happen throughout the course of a year. Yeah, but, but like we said, you lose two out of four, and you you beat uh, well, and you played three three of the four teams never made the playoffs last year. Yeah, and you lost to two to two of them. Yeah. So I, I like I said, I'm, you take the Montreal game, you say fine. First game of the season, and you had a giveaway late, and Montreal scored 17 seconds left. Yeah. But but now again, three games later, you, you, you well, go through I, the well, same I, thing. But That's. But I think the the issue is is that the Leaf losses all look the same. There's yeah, a little there's stench a, to them, eh, well, Jimmy? They're, well, they're, they're, they're passive. Um, they're in position to, to dictate the terms, and they don't. And the other team hangs around and, and I don't want to say gets away with it, but figures out how to do yeah, it. And, and, and I realize that um, everything gets magnified in, in one-goal games. Sure. Those no. games. But, Especially, you know, what do you remember about the Montreal game? Jake Muzzin. Yeah. Giveaway yeah, late. Yeah. Even though, I mean, there's so much that happened before that. But that's what you remember. You come well, back and I tie the giveaways. And you do this. And now yeah. it's a penalty late in the game, you know, and the um, w- which really spirals it. You work hard to get back, you know, and then you take that penalty in the offensive zone. And, of course, you're going to pay for it. It was just uh, uh, what was the game we saw Saturday uh, against Ottawa where Ottawa took a dumb penalty. Yeah. Um, uh, there was an interference call. I'm it's just anyway. it's, it's, oh, that was but anyway. Kelly. Yeah. Parker, yeah, Parker, Parker Kelly. Kelly. And, 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 yeah, he was away from everybody. And, and, and the Leafs end up yeah. scoring on that. Yeah. So uh, it's amazing how those penalties always seem to be the one that come, to, come back to bite you. Well, we, we circled. We, we sort of drifted far away from the call, which uh, isn't the game decider because, as we detail, there's 55 minutes of, of subpar Leafs hockey that, that sets up the situation. But I don't, and I haven't seen anything on it. I don't understand the call. I know it was gloved down, but it did touch the the skate here's, of the other player. Here's like the the way I read it is this: so Morgan Riley's going to glove it down, yeah, and it does hit Clayton Keller's skate, right? But I don't think that constitutes possession. That doesn't wipe the the hand pass, and the next person to touch the puck is going to be Mitch Marner. Um, and obviously, at the time, the refs didn't catch it. Play goes on. Kerfoot scores. And I guess this is a situation room thing. Like, the yeah, league they, calls they, in. They call it in. Yeah, they call it the in. They yeah. said, yeah. We're, we saw it. We're going to review it. And, yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, if I was on the bench, if I was playing this game, I think I think it's the right call, like, the way I remember the rule and the way it works. But I understand where you're coming from, too, because you were saying, no, it touches the skate. It should be a wash, and away you go. Yeah. Yeah, and but, I think but, a lot of people th- see it that way as well. But yeah. the way I look at it, Frankie, let's say there's a delayed penalty. 
All right. Morgan Riley gloves it down. Yeah. Do you blow the whistle saying, hey, Clayton Keller had control of the puck? No, so no, it's no. not, it's not no. possession. So it's play on. Yeah. 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 So that's yeah. that's where I understand. I so understand it's, it's, well, so it's, it's only, only reviewed because there's a goal scored, really. Yes. Yeah. Well, which and that's, is uh, kind of sad. But what, 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 yeah. And what, uh, I'm trying to think what playoff game. It was in St. Louis is the reason. I think San Jose, St. Louis. There, oh. was a, there was a misplay on yeah. a glove pass in overtime. Oh, okay. And yeah. I think that's the reason this was brought in. And. You know, you can argue about what the call was, but um, you well, look at it that long, you've got to figure they got it if right. If it came from the Situation Room, they, they've got the rule book. They know what they're doing. So well, that's the thing, I, I'm right? Not gonna like, to, uh, we're I'm not, not going to crap on that. I just it, It's yeah. not really explained, so you don't really no, get the gist of it. That, and that's the thing, too. Like, when this goes to the Situation Room, they yeah. have the language of the rule. Oh, they, they understand they it. They like, know what they're this looking is for. Not, this is not Goulding Park single-A hockey at, at – Herb Carnegie Arena, or, you know or somebody I mean, writing a new rule book. Hey, yeah. let's put that call in yeah. now. Yeah, it's <laughs> not like when you go to a minor hockey game it's, and, and it's not Brett Holland in, in <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> now, what I, yeah. what I figured it was going to be waved off was by how long it took. Oh yeah, well you. That's one of those where you go, hey, if, if they're gonna if, if they're gonna count it, that's that's pretty quick. Well, and they they tried to drop the puck, but you know the penalty yeah. box was open and yeah. the call came through so that stops everything yeah if that I mean, if, Sheldon Keefe's probably itching to get that puck <laughs> dropped yeah. drop the puck yeah, yeah let's well, go we got a game to play here the call came yeah. in from, from the, uh, the head office and, I, and I'll give Joe Bowen credit if if you hear the call of that he says Riley knocks it down with his glove and then the play continues and we thought all was well in Leafland. Yeah, <laughs> no, that, sure was exciting yeah, for a couple we, of seconds. Uh, yeah, it was. Well, he was Riley was trying to get it. He, he just couldn't yeah. get to it. And and Keller uh, uh, Keller tied him up pretty well. And Keller was trying to get it, and he couldn't get it either. So Marner was the only one who could who could pick the puck clean in that situation. Yeah, and I I don't think you can afford uh, if you're Mitch Marner to say, wait a minute, uh, is this a hand pass or should I wait till? Well, no, well, <laughs> that's, that's, you, know, you, know, you play on. There was yeah. no whistle, right? Yeah, retrospective analysis. Anyway, the Leafs lose it by a score of 4-2. Ralphie, thank you very much. Good luck the rest of the week, guys. Yeah, we'll need it. We'll need it. We might. We it's might. always something. <laughs> you know what? How many How many retweets on Twitter would it take to open the phone lines? <laughs> hey, I'm out. See you, guys. Yeah. <laughs> See you, Ralphie. Ron from, oh, sorry. Anyway, this is the Leafs game night. TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, the iHeartRadio app, and the Leafs Radio Network. The Leafs game night live from Scotiabank Arena. Jim Taddy and Frankie C with you. 4-2 Arizona wins over the Maple Leaf hockey team. So we're talking about that, that goal that is negated that would have tied it. The Kerfoot goal would have tied it at three uh, with, what, 39 seconds left before yeah, they reset the clock? Yeah, it was 35, 39 seconds, something like that. So we're, I mean, we're trying to get some, uh, I guess, eyewitness testimony. We'll go to Morgan Riley and what he saw on the non-goal. I mean, it's tough uh, in real time to look at it. Um, Obviously, you're just trying to keep the puck in, and it's a play that happens all the time. So it's unfortunate that it goes the other way. How do you break down the, the overall performance tonight? Um, you know, inconsistent. Um, obviously, early on, there was times where we had the puck a lot, and then about halfway through the game, we we kind of went into a lull, and, uh, you know, we didn't have much going on, and obviously they controlled the play for the most part to, uh, uh, then, and then, then we seemed to find our game again, but I think uh, if you look at the first period, we had the puck a lot. We didn't generate a ton from the interior, um, so, you know, lots of good puck possession stuff, but uh, obviously not enough chances from the inside. What's the key when, when, when a team is clogging up 
the middle like that. It's so hard to get to the... the yeah, area. yeah, you just got to kind of break them down um, with shots, with traffic. Um, you know, as D-men, you got to get your shots through. You got to create lanes, move the puck quickly. Um, and you, as forwards, you know, you want to get to the net. Uh, you want to create traffic, want to be available for tips, uh, rebounds, all that sort of stuff. Did you sense the restlessness from some of the fans there? Yeah, I did, yeah. I think uh, it is what it is. I mean, uh, I think we all sensed it. How hard is it to not shoot when everyone's yelling? It's very easy not to shoot. You got it. I mean, yeah. Concern level on your part, Morgan, with the lack of execution. John was talking about it earlier. Speaking more about special teams, but just in that just. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, in regards to special teams, that's an area of. Um, our team wants to be able to dominate. You know, if you look at the power play and then you look at the penalty kill, you know, our expectation is that at the end of the season, we're going to be right up, you know, near the top of the league in those stats. Um, and so when we go out for a power play and we don't get entries, we don't get shots, we don't get chances, that's a big disappointment. And that's our group that, you know, lets the team down. That's a chance to tilt the ice and create create um, momentum and scoring chances. And, um, you know, as a group, we got to give our team a boost, not, you know, take away from what we have going on. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the way it's gone for us recently. Um, you know, I truly, I mean, I've talked about this in the past, I truly don't know what the rhyme or reason is. Our, our group was prepared. You could tell by the way we came out. I thought we came out well. It's not a lack of preparation, um, you know, to, to Terry's point and to John's point, but, you know, is there an execution thing going on? I, I don't know, but you know our group was prepared, and you know they're a good team. It's, it's early in the year; everybody's ready to play, everybody's fresh. Um, so, um, you know we don't take anybody lightly. Um, so, I mean they played hard. Yeah, I mean you never want to see that uh, from one of your teammates. Um, you want to be there to support him. Um, uh, you know, with whatever he needs, whatever that might be. You want him to be healthy, you want him to come back. He's a big part of our group in a lot of ways. So, um, I mean, we'll be thinking about him and, you know, hopefully he's, he's okay. Can you maybe what Jake brings to the back end that we don't see in the press box? I think there's a lot. I think that there's probably a lot of conversations that happen in here and, you know, in, in, in meetings and stuff when you're talking about specific things, whether it's playing two-on-ones or playing three-on-twos or breakouts. And, you know, I think we all get a chance to kind of speak our mind and offer our opinion. And, I mean, Jake is one of those guys who's, who's played on good teams and uh, he's had a great career, you know, up until this point. He has lots left, but, you know, he has the experience to offer lots of good advice to young guys and to offer good advice to our group. And, uh, I mean, even on the penalty kill, um, you know, all, I mean, all that sort of stuff. The players have a lot to say, and, 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 and he's a voice that, um, you know, carries weight. That is Morgan Riley uh, post game, starting out with the the call that uh, still is uh, yeah. open to debate, I guess. But you, you want know. to get into the call a little bit here? Um, I just defer to the uh, the situation room. They know yeah. what they're looking for. They've I, got the rule book, so yeah. I, I'm not going to argue. I, with I, them. I got the rule in front of okay. me here, yeah. and so it it's, it talks about hand pass. A player shall be permitted to stop or bat a puck in the air with his open hand, or push it along the ice with his hand, and the play shall not be stopped unless. In the opinion of the on-ice officials, he has directed the puck to a teammate. Okay, That that didn't happen there. That didn't happen. Or he has allowed his team to gain an advantage, and subsequently possession and control of the puck is obtained by a player of the offending team, either directly or deflected off any player or individual. Oh, so so that's the skate touch. So that's the skate touch. So the skate touch doesn't wash it. But I'm going to argue one thing. You said on-ice official. All the on-ice officials looked away. 
they did not see it. No, that's a situation yeah. room call. The situation room calls in. And so I guess if you wanted to make the argument that he didn't direct it directly to a teammate, that would be a fair argument. Well, he knocked it down. Right. But because the team got an advantage on the play with possession and it was hand to stick but, but an that's advantage. Af- but that's after it touches the other guy. First of all, when Keller touches it with his skate, he actually pushes it back towards the boards. Yeah. He doesn't continue it on into the play. Well, I mean, it, it says to deflect it off any player or official. Like, that doesn't wash the no, fact that it's... I'm having a problem with that. I'm, yeah. I'm almost sorry you read you're, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is it's making confu- things worse. Uh, uh, I was guy, hoping to guy, clarify you're, it. Guy, you're aggravating me, yeah, guy. Yeah, I, mean, holy. I, I was okay until you read where's, that. Where's my guy? Did you bring any Tums for Taddy tonight, Luca? <laughs> <laughs> this, is the, uh, this is a problem. We had way too many cured meats before that, the game right. to this be is, reading this Now the meat sweats are happening. <laughs> this is a problem. I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like going out of your way to... Uh, I mean, that's something that, that yeah. in my opinion, you would handle as a conversation after a game. Sure. Uh, ultimately, ultimately, kind of we are we are splitting hairs here on, well, on the rule and the spirit of the rule. Well, we're, and we're talking about what led to it. We're, it. we're not. You never you never base something or analysis on a game based on a call that either went your way that you you were uh, sort of negated exactly. for or, or benefited from. Yeah. it's how you play. Exactly. And and there was you know fifty minutes of poor play from the Leafs tonight uh, outside, for, for no of, outside of the first 10 minutes in the first period and what, what is it maybe the last eight minutes uh, of but, the but game I'm going to argue with you about the first 10 minutes as, as nice as that looked yeah they didn't have a grade one scoring chance and you know they, they should know by now that you don't blow somebody away by just controlling a puck for 10 minutes you need to hit the scoreboard exactly okay so the Leafs have scored 11 goals this season um, coming into the, tonight, it was nine. Yeah. And only one of those goals was scored from beyond the hash marks. So that means every single goal that they have scored, including the two they scored tonight, were right in the vicinity of below the hash marks, top of the crease. So in that first ten minutes, you and I watched the game together. Yeah. Did we see anything penetrate that area? No. Did we see any no. blue jerseys kind of hang out in that area? No. no. Everything was to the perimeter. It was like a power play, It looked really. great, and it did yeah. look like a power play, but all it was was perimeter hockey, and it didn't get anything done. And it might have, in a weird way, it might have actually hurt the Leafs tonight than, than helped well, the Leafs. Well, it seemed that they lacked energy after that. Well, and, and when, you, when you come out to start a game, you want to establish your game right away. Right. Yeah. But and see, I, this is what this is what gets me. Is tell me, we're we're five years into this story. Yeah. And there's a lot of players that have been here for a length of time. It's like you know better. Oh yeah. Like how many times? Of course. Do, I said this earlier. How many times do we have to res- return to the scene of the crime yeah. to discover the same thing? I agree. Like I I always remember going out there and saying I want to establish my game early. And if you establish a game on the perimeter, that's probably where you're going to play. The most, the majority of the night, it and that's work. and that's where they played. I and know, but when is when has it ever worked? No, it, it's it's foolish, really. Well, like, I, I don't know, I don't know how many times you have to be told the same thing. Bottom line tonight, this game could have been won in the first period if well, they if they if they played the way they were capable of. If they won battles, if they played simple, they would have let their skill shine through. Um, and they didn't do that, and they got what they deserved. But hey, what are we talking about? It's game four. It's game four. It's game but, four. But we. Revisited it twice now yeah. in four games, and and again, I, I agree with what you're saying. There's tons of hockey left. Uh, the thing that leaves a, a mark for me is the two losses are eerily similar, as are the two wins, and the big guys have not been the big guys. No, no, they haven't, and 
they will probably be the first ones to admit it. Absolutely. I would hope. Uh, yeah, it's not, not a scoop uh, here. You know, they they're they're the guys who drive the bus on their on this team. They need as much as Sheldon Keefe can hold them accountable. They need to hold themselves the most accountable because absolutely, that's you're you're going to get the most out of yourself if you hold yourself accountable internally. You know when you've played your best hockey, and right now the big boys they haven't done it yet. Yeah, if you're if you're a big guy on a team especially a high skill team like this, it's up to you to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's People exactly can tell it. you anything. You've got to yeah. do it. That's hey, it. You, you want to get contributions from Kerfoot and Camp and Hall? That's great. That's great to have mixed in, but you need the big guys driving the bus, and you need them leading the way. In this league, in most leagues, you win and lose with your leaders. And, and right now, Nylander's been there. Yeah. Like, Nylander's been the best leaf so far this season, but that's, that's not enough. Like, they, they need Marner scores tonight. That's great. Matthews needs to get going. Tavares needs to get in that mix. Bunting needs to show that he can play with those guys. I thought there was a large portion of the game tonight where he looked pretty bad. So, listen, those guys need to get going, and they need to lead the way. When we come back, we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe, and he didn't waste any words in the post-game press conference or media opportunity, if you will. This is Leafs Game Night on TSN 1050 and the Leafs Radio Network. This is Leafs Game Night on TSN 1050 and the Leafs Radio Network. The Leafs live here. And they lost tonight 4-2 to the busy Arizona Coyotes. And uh, one thing that we didn't touch on much was Jake Muzzin left the game about halfway through with a neck problem. Yeah. Don't know exactly how long he's going to be out. No. And a little bit of a collision there uh, with Clayton Keller. Didn't see him coming. Both guys didn't really see each other. And uh, Jake Muzzin gets the worst of it. So, um, listen, it's been a tough start for Jake Muzzin, missing camp with the the back issue, and now yeah. he's going to have a neck issue for a little bit. So uh, we hope he's back and, and better soon. Here is Coach Keefe talking about an update on Muzzin. He has a, a neck injury. I don't know the extent of it or, or how he's feeling right now. Tell him how you assess the team tonight. thought that we started well in the game. Uh, had full control of the game, had the puck, I mean, really the entire first period for the most part at five on five. Uh, but but couldn't uh, couldn't get to the net. I mean, it's a credit to Arizona. I mean, they packed it in. They had five people on the inside blocking shots and defending their net. So it was, we, we couldn't convert our offensive time, offensive zone time, into anything really tangible at the net. Um, Thought that we had a shift in there at uh, about six or seven minutes into the first period. It felt felt like we had the puck in the zone for about a minute and a half, two minutes. And uh, I, I thought that that shift sort of lulled us into uh, uh, lulled us to sleep. I, I just thought that from there it felt like we had full confidence that we were going to have real control of the game and we're going to get lots of chances at it. So then I thought we. I thought we overhandled pucks. I thought we didn't get it to the net quick enough when we allowed them to get inside the way they would defend the net. Uh, it's, it's a much different game than any of the other three that we've, that we've played in that first period because we had the puck so much. Um, it, it's a different type of game. You're always playing against their five players kind of standing on the inside, so it's, it's a challenge that we didn't adapt to well enough. And then I thought... Special teams, obviously, an issue. And I thought as the game went on, they gained confidence, and our team 
got frustrated and lost its way and couldn't couldn't break through. So that's sort of my assessment. What was the, your, your view of the, the disallowed goal? I mean, it's it's a tricky thing. I, I don't – I mean, uh, I see a couple things. Uh, you know, the puck clearly changes direction on its way, on its way down. Uh, so to me, you know, the thing I don't think they were really looking at that really – I mean – there's a debate of whether it hit Riley's stick on the way down. It hit, his, hit the toe of his stick that helped that change, helped the puck change its trajectory, and and uh, and uh, hit Kel, or did it hit Keller's skate? And is that enough to, for possession? I don't know. It's crazy that we're talking about such little things uh, on these reviews. So I mean, we just got to do a better job of not putting ourselves in that in that spot. We felt that that call could have gone our way, or at the very least, was not conclusive enough to overturn it. Um, but that one didn't go our, our way here tonight. It's early, just four games. But what do you see as the greatest area where you guys can I mean, I, 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 each game has its, like, there's the Montreal game, which was just a debacle in how we played and, and had no real per rhyme or reason or purpose to our game. But we played two pretty good games in, uh, you know, Washington and Ottawa and here tonight. Like I said, this this game is its own animal as well. Like that that first period that you're playing there, like it's such a different game than anything. Even in preseason, you don't play games like that where you have the puck that much. We didn't adapt. We didn't score. Special teams, so um, certain area to improve. I know there's a lot of areas to improve. You're only four games in. The guys haven't found the rhythm. Our best people have not found the rhythm. So maybe really look at it. The difference between us and Arizona is that we have elite players. And our elite players didn't play like elite players today. Didn't couldn't make a difference. So, in that sense, the game is going to be close. It's just that's the way it goes when those guys don't make the difference that that they can. Sheldon Keefe and, and really his last statement sums it up best, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, and that, and that's exactly it. When you look at these two teams on paper, Toronto has elite players. Austin Matthews is one of the top three, top five best players in the world. Mitch Marner is one of the best wingers in the National Hockey League. Arizona doesn't have that. And that's the advantage that the Leafs have. But when those players aren't playing to their capabilities like tonight, then that's what you get. You get a, a, a balanced, I guess, game. Uh, you play down to your opponent. You play into their kind of strengths. And um, I thought Sheldon Keefe made a good point or a good observation when he talked about Arizona essentially just packing the house, like making yeah. you come through. You know, you, you got to go through five guys to get to the net. And that's pretty smart, if you ask me, because Toronto – not known for, you know, their, their prowess in front of the net, you know, known for making the great place on the outside, the high cycle and, um, you know, making all those kinds of plays. But, um, you know, so, so I, I thought Arizona was opportunistic, of course. Uh, I thought they were patient, but I also thought they were ultra competitive. And they I, don't think, I don't think Toronto matched that, that competitive edge that they had. Well, I think that's the difference because, you know, if you said they, they packed the house, uh, and, and I know that when you're in a dressing room, you're, you're, you're more concerned about what you need to do as opposed yes. to countering what they're going to do. But, but I don't think it's any mystery that if, that if the Leafs are playing Arizona, Arizona's going to pack the house because that's all they can do. And, and it really shouldn't matter, right? Like, you know, it, you, you do focus on your own team and what you need to do, 
and ultimately if you do that to the best of your abilities, whatever the other team is doing shouldn't matter that much. Like you, you shouldn't go into a game obsessing about what the other team is going to do. You always do a little bit of a pre-scout and a meeting to, to understand what their schemes are and maybe what their tendencies might be. But after that, it really is. The onus is on you. This is not football where there's all kinds of set plays and trickery happening. This is hockey. A lot of the teams, they play the same systems. You know, we all know what, what the game requires. Um, so it's just, it's failed execution, yes. But yeah. really, above all that, it's just, it's it's not being competitive, not winning your one-on-one battles. And that was the story of the night. I wish I could sit here and tell you there was this scheme or this X and O. And it, it's not that. It really is not that. This is one of those ones where you look in the mirror and said, whoever I was matched up with on the ice against me tonight, they won more battles than me. They got the puck more than me, and they got rewarded for it, and I lost the game. Very quick thought. Uh, Boston Matthews is not delivered in the first four games. He's he's going to have his night, isn't he? He's going to have his night, and Austin Matthews would be the least of my worries on this Maple Leaf team. It's only a matter of time until he breaks out in a big way this year. Frankie C., take the rest of the night off. Always a pleasure, my friend. All right, Arizona wins 4-2. Back with the out-of-town scoreboard next. Leafs game night, TSN 1050 and the Leafs radio network. The town scoreboard is brought to you by Maple Toyota. Build your next dream Toyota at Maple Toyota and check out Maple Toyota's pre-owned inventory arriving daily. It's time to Toyota. Visit mapletoyota.com. Out of town, here's what we have. Washington has defeated Vancouver 6-4. L.A. in overtime 5-4 over Detroit. Rangers got by the Ducks 6-4. Other action, it was Boston 5-3 over the Panthers. Montreal in overtime 3-2 over Pittsburgh. Colorado 4-3 over Minnesota. That's in the third period. Also in the third, Dallas 3-1 over the Winnipeg Jets. And in the first, it is Carolina by a score of 1-0 over the Seattle Kraken. In our game here, it was 4-2 Arizona over the Leafs. And for those listening on the TSN radio network, we're going to go next to Monday Night Football, Chargers and Broncos. In the meantime, if you're on the TSN radio network, join us Wednesday night for the Raptors home and season opener against Cleveland. Thanks for joining us on Leafs Game Night, TSN 1050, and the Leafs Radio Network.